Hey guys, I got some exciting news to share with you. New Amazing Trends. That's right. New Amazing Trends is a leading seller of the most innovative, most advanced, most revolutionary products out there. They constantly strive to bring you the very best products the world has to offer at the best prices. Now the thing about this is, this website has new trends every single week. For example, about a month ago, I bought some whitening toothpaste on there that I was really happy with. And they, it, it, that week, they had toothpaste, they had those LED light things, they had all kind of whitening strips, things like that. And then they'll shift to like beauty products for women, things for kids, things for around the house, things that you really can't get anywhere else. And you got them at the best prices that you can possibly get them at. I'm telling you, all you got to do is go to newamazingtrends.com. This week, they're featuring household items, you know, things like automatic soap dispensers, you know, like windshield covers, but, you know, like like good ones, not like ones you'll get in, like, Walmart, cheap plastic crap. I'm talking real stuff. So you can grab something for the house, and when you get to check out, you can grab something for uh, your little skippies. Again, go to newamazingtrends.com. All of these products are already heavily discounted, and you want to save another 10%? Just type in the promo code CHRISTIAN12672 at checkout. Get another 10% off. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-12672. Make sure you're checking this website out frequently because their offers change every single week. New trends every week. New amazing trends. Join the future. Full future. Half the cost. Newamazingtrends.com. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it's time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, June 5th, 2022, and uh, I'm sitting in an oven right now. <laughs> you know, and if the weird thing is, it's only like 80 degrees out, but when you get onto the second floor, it, it gets hot in here, and, and like I was telling you guys, like I don't know how I'm going to get through this summer doing this show, because I hate, like there was two episodes where I had that, that air conditioner running in the background, and I just don't want that. You know, I, I want to try to have as you know clean as sound as I can, so I'm like you know not running the air conditioner. I <laughs> I really fear like this uh, like a hundred degree Sunday because that's gonna be that might be actually a week where I take off because I you know again I'm now in double digits. You know, ten weeks in a row I've given you guys <laughs> you guys an episode and a lot of those episodes actually had some extra time on there. So how good am I to you people? <laughs> But so, and I think the reason why I'm I'm able to do these more frequently now is like I was telling you, my I keep my notebook and my pen at my side at all times, even when I'm on the balcony. You know, if I have to record something out there or some dipshit, which I'm actually about to play it, or if I see something on TV or if something pops in my head, it goes right down on on the notepad right away. So what that's been doing is is giving me way more bullet points than I, than I'm, I was accustomed to. You know, maybe like midway through season one last year. You know, and at the end of the episode, I usually have five or six of those bullets left. And then as I add during the week, it's like it's kind of just like an overflow pipeline of like material that I have. So it's just been like a new method that I've been using, which is, you know, helping me crank these things out more frequently because, you know, again, I'll get death threats if I take a fucking week off. (laughs) But first thing, okay, now this is a follow up. This is a character that you guys know on the C Rod podcast. He's He's a newly introduced character, but 
uh, we will now refer to him as the the pissing bandit. Okay, there's this fucking this this fucking dude. If not every night, it's it's four or five nights a week, and I I finally found out the guy doesn't even fucking live there. This is what he does. Okay, I, I I've I've nailed his pattern down now, and I'm going to play you a clip because I I called him the fuck out. Now this dude comes by hammered drunk in a Dodge Ram pickup. Okay, almost at the same time every night. It's usually like between ten and eleven. Okay, sometimes earlier. And he goes and parks in this spot, sits in the truck for like 45 minutes. I can only equate that to he's smoking weed because who just sits in a fucking car? Then he gets out, whips his dick out, pisses in the street, and then gets in his truck and, and drives home. And, and, and I'm sitting here like scratching my head going, why, why do you pick this spot? He parks in the same spot every time. He picks the same spot every time. And he pisses in the same spot. I'm like, what, what do you, how weird is that? You know what I'm saying? So now that I picked up his pattern, I'm like, all right, the next time he comes and does that, he's going to get a mouthful from me, you know? So he pulls up as he norm as he normally does, right? And, you know, I'm waiting for him. Like, I, I had my eyes on my phone, and then I kept turning my head just to keep checking to see when he was going to get out. Because th- when the first drop hits the ground, I'm, I'm going to be fucking yelling, you know? So this is, so he, he, he finally gets out, whips it out, and, and starts to piss. And that uh, I had this exchange, which wasn't an exchange. You can barely hear the guy. If you really listen close, you might be able to. You might be able to hear him. But he just mumbled because he's he's fucking hammered drunk. All right, but listen. Yo, bro, you got indoor plumbing? You got indoor plumbing? Every night you're out here pissing in the street, bro. You sit there for 40 minutes like your body don't tell you you got to go? Go in the fucking bathroom, bro. Because seriously, you know, I've said this before. It's, you know, this isn't like, you know, medieval times where we got to dig, squat, and bury. You know, like, you. the thing is, and when I said, like, your body didn't tell you in the 40 minutes, because if you're going to sit in the fucking truck for 40 minutes knowing that, you're, that you have to piss, okay, wouldn't you just leave 10 minutes earlier so you can get home and like go in, in with indoor plumbing like a normal person? And even if you don't, like I said, you can't go behind a bush or be discreet or go up like against a wall. You taught me how to pee on a building. Like I, 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 I can't wrap my head around it. So I can't wrap my head around the fact that he picks a parking spot that's not like his house, sits there for the amount of time he sits there and then does what he does and then leaves. So... It's getting to the point where I'm going to have to go down and bust this dude's jaw for him. Because I, I, I will not stand for that. I'm not going to sit up on that balcony every night and watch this guy whip his dick out in the middle of the street and, and, and take a piss like we're in fucking Honduras. Okay? Because we're not. We're in America. Yes, considering we're in America. Okay? Piss indoors. All right? So here's the thing. <sighs> It's gonna get to it's gonna to get to a point where I have to Randy Macho Man Savage this dude off the fucking balcony, flying elbow, boom, <laughs> you know. But I was thinking, if you know, if if I did if I did go out there, like a, a sober a sober person versus a drunk person, it's, it's just not a fair fight. It's it's not a fair fight, especially me because I know what I know what I'm doing, you know. Um. Yeah. I, if if I go out there, bust the dude's jaw for him, I'm gonna get arrested. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna pay all kinds of money and medical fees and all that kind of shit because I know I would fucking hurt the dude but so so 
I want to actually ask my cop friends, is, is this something that I can do? And I know I have cop friends out there listening, okay? This is the idea that I landed on that will keep me out of jail and put him in it. <laughs> All right. I was thinking that the next time he pulls up, I know I have 40 minutes, okay? So I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i go outside, and I'll notice. I'll, I'll go right up to his truck. I don't give a fuck, you know? And I'll, I'll, I'll take my notepad out there. I will write his license plate number down, okay? By the time I get back upstairs, he's still 35 minutes out from fucking pissing, okay? The guy is hammered drunk. There's no question about that. No fucking sober person. And the way, it, it, like, and it, the length of his piss, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Tom Hanks in fucking uh, uh, um, A League of Their Own. It's like two minutes. So you know he's fucking shit-faced, you know, to, to have to piss that fucking bad. Right? So I'm thinking, I take down, I take down the, uh, the license plate number, right? Come back up here, call the cops. And be like, listen, I have a fucking drunk driver, okay, um, that whips out his dick on a nightly basis and pisses right in the middle of the street. What if a kid, what if a parent drives by with their kid in the car? You know, because he stands at like the edge of the truck, like he's not even he's not even on the curbside. Like he walks, he it's like a, he openly does it. Like this dude is like it's like he's a flasher. You know, but it's like, dude, just keep your dick in your fucking pants. And funny, the funny thing was, oh, anyway, let me get back to this the cop thing real quick. So I call the cops. I'm like, yo, there's a there's a drunk driver who is you know who's publicly exposing himself and publicly urinating. That's isn't that three counts? You know. But my question is, can the can the, like the cops come while he's sitting there on the side of the road, like and just and just fuck with him for no reason, you know? But I don't know if that's like if I give you the tip and that's what he's going to do, or do you like I don't know, hang out in the cut and wait for him to start paying, and then you, then you go nail him, and then you know you make him do the field sobriety test and shit like that, because this dude needs to go to fucking jail. I don't care, like he or he needs to be heavily fined. I I, I listen. I, there's no way for, for like for the rest of the time that I'm living here I'm gonna sit here and watch this dude fucking take a piss in the street that's it case closed you know okay so we like I told you reluctantly we have to go back to the office now twice a month and and I know twice a month isn't shit it's nothing because I'm just not looking forward to seeing people again <laughs> I've come so accustomed to like working from home but anyway so it turns out we're going back two times a month. And the reason why I'm mad about that is because I know that it's sooner or later it's going to just increase to t- twice a week. And, I, you know, I really don't fucking want to do that. I, I, I like working in my underwear. <laughs> but so we had to go clean out our desks because we're not going to have assigned seats like we normally did. They're going to just be like hotel desks. So we'll bring our laptops in and that'll the, the laptop will act as our second monitor. Okay. So um, my old boss in my previous role reached out to me because like, you know, my desk was still in his section and I was like, he, he, he links me on, on Microsoft teams. And he was like, do you, you know, do you have to get anything out of your desk? And really I got everything. Like when I went to go pick up my new equipment, like I just, you know, I took all my awards and, and, and all my, you know, stationary and all that kind of shit. So I really didn't have anything except for, and I told him this, I was like, I, you know, the only thing I got to clean out is my condiment drawer and, and, and the candy drawer. Now I was like the condiment dealer. <laughs> like if you needed catch what do you need we need ketchup barbecue sauce you know uh taco bell hot sauce uh polynesian what do you need i got everything right and then i had the candy drawer and i don't even eat candy i don't eat sweet shit which now in hindsight i'm starting to think that's pretty weird that i 
<laughs> I had a drawer full of candy. Like, what What am I, the guy in the fucking white van? Oh, my God. Children, run. It's that pervert. Everybody into my safety basement. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Um, but no, I mean, any, anytime somebody would stop by to fucking die, hey, have some fucking Skittles, you know, but... So yeah, I, I come back and I'm like, yeah, I just have a condiment drawer and a uh, and a candy drawer. And he was like, oh yeah, I, I've he- I heard some, you know, some people actually had some some rodent problems because of like what they had in their desk. And I'm like rodent problems. I'm like, we're on. <laughs> so anyway, we, I, I had I, I you know I had to arrange it with somebody else because we have, um. We have these badges that to open the door. It, it used to be for the front door just to get into the building, but. Now there's other companies that are that are uh, you know subletting space from us, so they they leave the front door open. But to get into your department floor, you need that you need the badge. Why well, I, I lost that while I was moving, so I had to arrange it with somebody. You know, like somebody you know can come. Like I'll go the same time that they did. And what was fucked up was we had to do it on our own time. Like why should I use my own gas and my own time to go to go clean out my fucking desk? It's like we should be able to do that on the clock. I thought that was pretty fucked up, but anyway. So I arranged it with my work wife that we meet after work. I think it was Wednesday. And I was like, cool, because we haven't seen each other in a while. And, and, you know, afterwards we'll go out, have some drinks, um, you know, and just catch up, even though we text all the time, but still. So so we go there, right? And she and, and she lets me fuck in, we, and we, we go to our desk. Now, she sat in front of me, so we we're basically, like, together the whole time, right? So I go to open both of the drawers to get to clean the shit out, right? And they were empty. So somebody must have cleaned them out, but the only thing that was left was a fucking shit ton, a shit ton of rat shit. Rat shit, bat shit, dirty old twat. I was like, no, they fucking got it. Then I started to think to myself, I'm like, how how do these creatures, like I know bears and dogs and shit, like they have noses like you wouldn't believe, okay? But there's certain like, insects and rodents out there that i do not understand how they populate an area first of all first of all for the for the mice okay how the fuck did they get in there they don't have a badge how the fuck did they get in, 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 into my department room you know but if you're if they're coming from the ground floor how did they know to like like there's no way like there i'm sorry there's no way they could have detected inside of a fucking drawer and how did they get in the drawer I, I, I am I'm flabbergasted by the, by the whole thing. And, and I thought about it, too, like when I was telling you guys before. Like fruit flies. I, I did a segment on these things, right? It's like, what? where do they come from? You know, if you leave something, like, you know, if you leave something in, in the sink or if you leave something, like, in the living room, like, that you just didn't clean up. Not, not that I do that, but every now and again. How the fuck do... I'm, I'm, my mind is blown. Like, how fruit flies. Like, next thing you know, you got fruit flies. Where the fuck did they come from? How did they get in? You know, and it's not like it's not like fruit flies live in your house and just wait for you to, to to not put something away or throw something away. It's not like they're just living there and like not being visible. So my question is, they have to come from outside. How do they know that they're that like? It's like you. I I just can't wrap my head up. Or ants. You know, like ants will will just show up out of nowhere. It's like, well, where the fuck were they when the shit didn't like? You know, I never understood it. But anyway, that was a pretty deep rabbit hole I just went down. But anyway, so so we we finished. We go to the, we go to Concha Hock and Brew Pub and had a couple of drinks. And it turns out that they're you know 
their vaginas and they close at eight o'clock what bar closes at eight o'clock so they got kicked this out you know and i hate that shit when it's like last call and like you, you still have some beer left and like the dude's like wiping the counter down around you you know turning the lights off she's like dude just give me a second let me finish this fucking beer dickhead so uh so, so so we you know we said goodbye and just left and everything and then on my way home my car just magically navigated itself into another bar <laughs> so i walk in you know i walk in there and it's like it's a bar that i can go to by myself because i know the bartenders you know it's like it's it's a friendly atmosphere you know and when i walked in two of my favorite bartenders were working anyway right so I, I go in and I go all the way down to the end of the bar. It's like kind of by the kitchen. So like, you know, cause I don't like having people like on this, both sides of me, you know, I try to grab like an NC, which I did. So there was nobody on the left of me. And then there was, there was nobody on the right of me, but put to the right of that seat, there was like a group. It was like two couples and like, and two dudes, you know, and you can tell they were, they were, they were in there for a while. Cause they were, they were pretty rowdy, you know? And there was a guy playing acoustic, acoustic too. So it's like, you know, the noise level in the room, you know how I am with that shit. But anyway, so this dude, and, and as soon as I looked at him, you know, because I'm, I'm, you know, surveying the room, I'm observing as I do, you know, and I look at this guy that's in that group. He's like, you know, three seats down. I, I already knew. I'm like, the, A, the dude's hammered, and B, he's looking for trouble, you know. So he decides to go and sit in the chair next to me, and he he, 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 he could barely even walk at this point, Okay. And he shuffles over, right? And he and he goes and hops in the seat, and he felt like he bumps me with his shoulder. And then he goes like, "Oh my bad, dude." I'm like, "All right, you're drunk. I'll, I'll give you a pass. All right, you do it again, you're gonna get knocked the fuck out." Okay, <laughs> like I'm in no mood, you know. So I said, "I'm gonna have it. It's it's gonna be like a two beer limit. Like I just wanted to be there for two beers because I had three uh, with the work wife, and then I, you know." And I'll have two here because I don't, you know, just in case when I'm driving home. Because I, really, five beers is like fucking milk to me. You know, ask any ask anybody of like the amount of alcohol I can consume, okay, and still be standing. You know, so I was like, I'll just have two. You know, two quick ones. Talk to talk to the bartenders. I haven't seen them in a while either. So, uh, so he's sitting there, right, and he he keeps on like glancing over at me. And I'm like, does this dude really want to go to the fucking dentist? You, know, you bumped me once already, and now you keep on, like, shadily looking at me. And he just had that look of, like, a fucking punk. The dude was a punk, okay? He had, like, a skin fade on the side. He had, like, short hair on the top, tattoos that were, like, jailhouse tattoos, you know? And then, out of nowhere, he turns to me and he goes, Damn, dude. Your, your, your hair looks good. It looks better than mine. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Who you opened with that? That that's what you opened with to somebody that you've never met before in your life, and he's a dude, and you complimented me on my hair. I was even having a bad hair day <laughs> that day. I, I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever, right? So now, now he starts fucking yapping, and I, there, there's something about that bar. I don't know what it is. I only go there like once every other month, okay? But for some reason, every time I go in there. The drunkest person in the room finds me, and they and they come over and start fucking yapping. I'm like, do I got do I have a sign on my fucking forehead that says like you know, you know if if you are completely inebriated, please come talk to me. It happens all the time. I I, I just I can't I can't fucking believe it, right? So he's he's talking now and he's talking about this this 
this girl that he's you know that he's on and off with you know and i'm not even looking at the guy because i don't, I don't want anybody to think i'm actually engaged in a conversation with this fucking nitwit okay so he's talking about this girl and he's like yeah you know i mean she she's She's pretty average looking, but, you know, and, and she's got a flat ass. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, he's talking so loud because A, he's drunk, and he's B, he's trying to talk over the music, which means everybody is hearing what the fuck he's saying. And I'm like, I don't want you to think, I don't want anybody to think that I'm engaged in a conversation, okay, with, with, a, with like, talking about fucking degrading women. Like, no, I, no. Look, take that shit up the street. So I, I wasn't making eye contact with him and blah, blah, blah. Now he goes on and on and on. He's like, you know, he was like, yeah, but, you know, personality is really good, you know, so, you know, I got to make a decision and blah, blah. I'm like, wait, 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 what are we, girlfriends? Do I give a shit about this? You know, take that shit up the street. I don't fucking care. You know, then he starts fucking yapping about fishing, which I've never been fishing in my life. All right, maybe I've been fishing like at, at a creek. You know, but I've never been like on a boat fucking fishing. He's talking about, I catch flounder the size of that flat screen and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to enjoy my beers before I go home. I didn't come here to fucking smell your fucking beer breath. And the, and the dude was doing shots and all kinds of shit, right? So finally, like I got like a half a beer left on my second beer and he was like, you want to do a shot? I'm like, no, I, I got to drive. I'm good. You know? And like, why don't you do two or three more and, you know, drive home, <laughs> you know? So, um, so he goes, all right, well, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. So when you're ready to eat for your next one, let me know. I'll buy your next beer. I'm like, I'm, I'm out, bro. Like <laughs> later. Thank you for ruining my fucking experience. So he goes out and smokes. I went, I gave the, I gave the bartenders a fucking <laughs> the third degree. I'm like, why did you, didn't you see me? Cause I was giving them looks like, can you get me the fuck out of this? And furthermore, why wasn't the guy flagged? He couldn't even walk. I'm like, why are you letting this dude fucking stay here? You know, like, get him some water or an Uber. Because, like, this is ridiculous. You know? So, yeah, that was ruined. Because <laughs> usually I go in there, I just shoot the shit with the bartenders or, you know, something else. But again, the drunkest person in that bar finds me every time, bar none. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. But um, I'm getting a little bit over time here. Uh, up against a break but as always i got a whole slew of shit and in fact i haven't even really decided what the uh, get off my lawn segment's going to be yet but i have another you know hour and a half before i start the next segment anyway so make sure you keep it locked right here on the c-rod podcast don't go away hey guys you got a home improvement job that you've just been putting off that you need to get done for fear of maybe like you don't have the right materials, you don't got the DIY to be able to do it yourself, you don't have the manpower to do it, then look no further. My buddy Chris Jackson at C. Jackson Contractors, he's got you covered. That's right. I've known Chris for about 15 years now, and I got to tell you, I knew right then that that guy was going to be at the top of his field once he got involved and got things rolling. You know how I know? We would be hanging out on the weekends in the summertime, drinking beers, playing wiffle ball, throwing horseshoes, having barbecues, you know, as the guys do. And I would always look around, and Chris wasn't there. I go, hey, where's Chris at? Like, oh, yeah, he's uh, he's remodeling a kitchen for somebody. He's doing a side job. He would do that on Saturday and Sunday. He worked 50, 60 hours a week on his job. Then he would come out and do side jobs on the weekend. And I'm talking about second to none, top 
quality, unbelievable craftsmanship. This stuff will blow your mind. All you got to do is go to his website at cjacksoncontractors.com just to see what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm talking this guy's got custom design, general and custom carpentry, built-in cabinetry, handmade tables and benches. Those are really high-end, too. High-end home bars, elegant staircases, anything that you can dream up. If this, it's Chris's dream to make your dream come true, right? One call to Chris. And he's basically going to weed out all those shady contractors who are going to do a shitty job and overcharge you. When you get when you get Chris Jackson, you know exactly what you're paying for because you are going to get top quality, top shelf experience. Trust me, I guarantee it. So again, oh by the way, this guy took a house in Fox Chase, his house that he lives in now. This thing was almost at the point of being condemned, and he turned it into a modern day cathedral. This guy is brilliant. He's talented, he's hardworking, and he's a class act. You got to go check out my buddy, Action Jackson, Chris Jackson. Call Chris, cjacksoncontractors.com. Tell him I sent you. All right, welcome back to the C-Rod Podcast. So, what am I making tonight? This is the slot I normally do that. I am making pasta arrabbiata, which is known in, in Italy as angry pasta. Uh, it, it's very it's very easy to make, and I'm making, uh, I'm making fried calamari on the side. And the reason why I'm doing that is because good Italian restaurants... When they serve fried calamari, they'll, they'll serve like an arabiata or like a spicy marinara sauce. You know, there's there's places that'll, you know, that are like southern restaurants where they'll serve like a remoulade, like mayo-based sauce with it. It's just, to me, it's disgusting. But, so that's why I make the calamari with it. So, uh, the, what I do for that is you just, you get the, get the calamari, you cut it up. And you don't have, you don't bread it. You just use flour. That's it. Get some heavily seasoned flour. You know, season it with salt, pepper, and garlic powder, and you know, and you know, just mix all that around, and then just dredge the calamari into flour, and you fry. You know, just fry it in you know canola oil, vegetable oil, whatever you know, whatever oil you have on hand. The only the only things you don't want to fry in is like extra virgin olive oil, just because it has a uh, like a very low burning point. So you just want to use like you know some alternative oils for that but it comes out the crunch is just unfucking believable now for the arabiata sauce how i make that is i get some uh, dried red chilies right you cut those up you know cut them up like real they don't have to be fine you know uh but you know cut them up into small you know small pieces and i also use crushed red pepper flakes right so you, you know get some olive oil in a pan all right and then you just uh you know, you heat that up for about 30 seconds, and then you add in the dry chilies and the red, uh, the red pepper flakes. Cook that in the oil for about four to six minutes, okay? Because you want that to get infused through the oil, because that's going to be the base of your sauce, and that's what's going to infuse itself through the actual sauce. So then you add uh, garlic, and then you add your uh, crushed or tomato puree. Now, I, I, I don't add onions, and I don't add um, red wine to this, or even Italian seasoning. Because you want the heat to be like the star of the sauce, you know, like like that's the whole point of, of angry pasta. And then once you have that made, 
get a little you know get a little side of it for your calamari and then i usually put it over bucatini pasta which is like a very very thick spaghetti that actually has like a hole going through it you know because um, actually it was um lazia in italy which is which is uh, basically like a uh, a suburb of rome and that's where that dish came from and they do use bucatini pasta or they'll, they'll, they'll use a uh, matricana i think too but it's good. It's a good combination because your you know your your protein is is, is is a side. So really, like that sauce can really highlight itself, you know, just with pasta on a dish. So it's really good. But speaking of food, all right, it was Memorial Day, right? And I, you know, as you guys know, last week I wasn't worth shit. <laughs> you know, I was I was a fucking bag of smashed assholes uh, coming from Jay's the night before, where I drank nearly a case of beer. <laughs> um. And, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I was motoring through doing the podcast, which again, as you guys know, takes me all day. So it really wasn't like a time to rest. So I said, Memorial Day, dude, I am just vegging out, you know, and watching TV all fucking day. Because I really don't watch a whole lot of TV anyway, as you guys know. I'm pretty much out on the balcony. I'll, maybe an hour or two a day, I'll watch TV. But, or if it's raining, obviously. But... So Monday, when, it, when it's Memorial Day, like certain channels that play the same shit all the time actually do something different, you know, like like meaning the Paramount channel who normally plays Two and a Half Men like all fucking day, they played uh, like the four seasons of Yellowstone. I guess there's like a new season coming out or something like that where people can, you know, they, you can get caught up, they'll play like a marathon of it. So, I'm, so usually when I got nothing, you know, and I don't feel like going to a streaming service, like if I just feel like watching something on TV, I, my, my default will be the Food Network because I like to I like to try to learn shit and I like to try to get ideas, you know. So as much as I, I can't stand fucking Guy Fieri, as you guys know, I, the, the guy is a, a total fucking clown, okay. But I watched Diners, Drive-Ins, Dive. It was on at that time so i'm like all right i'll watch that and i'll see like you know like certain episodes if i can get any ideas you know and and hopefully just fucking be able to <laughs> suppress fucking guy fieri by the way this this fucking he's he's a fucking rocket this dude like so it's not it's it, I, I learned since i haven't watched it in quite some time it's not guy fieri anymore it's guy fietti like <laughs> could that guy be any less italian <laughs> you know what i'm saying guy fietti yeah okay Matter of fact, you know that's not his real last name, right? But anyway, so I was watching that, and it was like you know Memorial Day. They were going to like play it all day, but then I watched I think like three episodes, and like I guess the mini marathon was over, and it went into another marathon of like anybody ever see this one? Uh, Beat Bobby Flay. You see this? It's basically if you don't know what it is, it, it's like two chefs, right? They'll have two chefs on the show, and Bobby Flay will pick an ingredient. And that ingredient has to be like the main component of whatever dish that they come up with. And then three judges will judge what the, what the two people make, and whoever wins has to go against Bobby Flay. And then they get to pick what they what what both of them are going to make. Like they can pick out their specialty or whatever they rehearse or whatever the case may be. Right now, Bobby Flay, from what I understand, is supposed to be like a world-renowned Iron Chef. Right? This guy sucks. He he stinks. <laughs> he never wins. Like the, like, the people beat him all the fucking time. I mean, I understand that, like, you know, the, the people do get an advantage because they get to pick a dish, a dish that's their specialty, which they rehearsed to go do on that show. I get that. They have an advantage. But they should be, they should get an advantage because you're a fucking Iron Chef. I, I think I watched five episodes 
<laughs> it was like fucking two and a half hours, and he won one time, and it was it, it was by, it was by default, like like the, the, like the person fucking. Uh, it was chicken, and the person didn't cook the chicken all the way. Like that's an automatic fail. He won, but he won by default. You know, but like, the, and, and you know, and I, I will say this: like, if people use that advantage the right way, like he was going against like a Chinese girl, and she picked wonton soup. And he's like, he, Bobby Flay's like, I, I didn't make wonton soup in my life. Like, so it was like it was an automatic loss. But I will say this: this one guy picked tri-tip, right? And tri-tip's just a cut of beef. You know, it's it's basically like 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 the beef tips, but like the 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 cut is like shaped like a triangle, hence the name tri tip. Okay, so uh, he tried. It's 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 too big of a cut of beef to like to to cook fully on a grill or like on a range. You know what I'm saying? And he tried to do that, and he burned it like charred it on on both fucking sides. Like it was it was like Pittsburgh rare. Like it was like black on the outside, and it was not even cooked a little bit on the inside also known as Pittsburgh rare but you know so he tried to hide that by finishing it off in the oven and it just didn't cook I mean like it, it didn't cook so like how are you going to tell me a world-renowned iron chef is going to flat out butcher a, 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 a piece of beef you know I'm starting I'm starting to think about these fucking chefs man you know Did it, <laughs> are, are their names better than they are because like I, I'm sorry, dude. Like like he 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 ain't it, <laughs> Bobby Flay. And I, I talked to somebody else about it. My Mark wife actually, and she was like, and she's like, oh, he wins. I'm like, yeah. Well, he he was shooting twenty percent from the field when I <laughs> when I watched. He won one out of five times, and it was it was on a it was on a um, a technicality. And I'm I'm just you know I'm thinking to myself. I'm like, dude. You know, if you're if you're gonna come out with a show saying like, yes, come beat me, and then you can't beat anybody, and eh, I start to question you as a chef. <laughs> but anyway, I want to talk to you about somebody. Uh, another another celebrity has made the list. But before I do, I have these uh, reels that I'm gonna play for you. Okay, and it's about these again. I I always say that the that the the talent pool today is just absolute fucking garbage. It really is. You know, between like, how are you going to sit there and 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 call a guy like Drake? He's on the list too, by the way. Call a guy like Drake a fucking legend when you use auto tune and overproduce fucking shit. Like, how are you going to put Drake up against anybody that that came from the fucking nineties? You know what I'm saying? It's an embarrassment. Like, you can't you can't argue that nineties hip hop was the greatest decade of of all time. And I'm not just saying it because it was my decade. I'm talking about the actual talent. How are you gonna? How are you gonna say that anybody today can compare to to Tupac or Biggie or Wu Tang Clan or Redman or Busta Rhymes or Nas or you know the Lost Boys? A- a- anybody? How are you gonna say that like Little Baby fucking compares to any of those fucking people with their auto tune fucking bullshit? And you know we we know Lil Wayne started that whole fucking thing. You know, yo, I'm just saying like you know. We need to auto tune our shit, you know what I'm saying? Because <sighs> anyway, so I get these reels where you see like these new like like little baby and little Nas and little you know little Dick, okay, and they're they're on a podcast or like a radio show freestyling. All right, now back in back in my day when people freestyled against each other, okay. 
if somebody like brought a prepared rap to a freestyle battle, they always got called out. They were just like, you wrote that. Like, there's no way that, that, that you fucking freestyled that. You know what I'm saying? And today, it's like nobody freestyles. Everything that they bring to the table was 1,000% written by, you know, before they actually got there. Because they're basically talking about themselves, you know? Like, I got guns, I got a big dick, I got fucking drugs, I got money, I got hoes, you know? And, and it's like, it's perfectly articulated. See, when people are fucking freestyling, sometimes they will have to squeeze a longer word into an allotted fucking time frame. And you can tell. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's slightly off, but it's, it's, that's the art of it. That's the art of fucking freestyle, meaning you're coming up with these ideas on the fucking fly, you know? And like I said, back in the day, you came with a prepared thing that ruined your fucking reputation. It was like, you fucking wrote that, you know, now I'm going to play you some reels. All right. I'll play you two of them. Okay. I'll play you two freestyles and then I'll actually play you a real freestyle and you'll, and, and it's actually from a movie. And you'll be, be able to tell the difference. Check this first one out. Who shot your homeboy? A nigga with a diaper on. Got on the city, girls beating, got a siphon on. Yeah. Your girl says she dickin' with the baby right or wrong. Just gave me a head in the rental car while the lights was on. You know me, I be chillin' and coolin'. No, I'm the shit with the music. Since you in love with computers, go look my name up on Google. And please don't turn to no groovy. Other niggas be goofy. Might as well get some popcorn. We finna make this a movie. Okay, you're not gonna tell me that that was not prepared. The, like the flow was 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 flawless, and that and that and the the uh, the lyrics were just like you can't it, you can't perfectly come up with that fucking salad, you know, like that. You just can't. All right, now here's the second one. Okay, same fucking thing. Same thing. It's obvious. If they, if they if they did that in the fucking nineties, they they wouldn't be they would be, you know, banned <laughs> from being fucking famous. Okay. Now here's one from you. Know, this is this is a, our, our our friend Eminem and Eight Mile. All right, and and just check it out first. Fuck a beat, I go a cappella. Fuck a papa dot, fuck a clock, fuck a trailer, fuck everybody. Fuck y'all if you got me. I'm a piece of fucking white trash. I say it proudly. And fuck this battle. I don't want to win. I'm outy. Here, tell these people something they don't know about me. All right, so he was basically talking about a subject. He was basically saying, like you, you know, like you, you like. The rap before that one in the movie, he was like, he was like, you know, pay attention. You're you're saying the same shit that he said, and then he finally said like, fuck this, like tell me something they don't know about me. So he was basically like, he was talking about a subject. Now, if you brought in little baby, right, and you said, all right, um, all right, freestyle about that chair. I love carpet. I love desk. Rick, are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? I love lamp. He wouldn't be able to do it because it's not it's not prepared. Give him a subject right off the bat. This way, they that's how you debunk them bringing in fake shit. You know, like all right, so today we're gonna rap about food. You know, well we're gonna rap about that soda can. You know, like like and and you they can't do it. So it's like why why would you put yourself at risk like that? Because like one day somebody's gonna call you out, and I'm surprised nobody has already. Like saying like these are not freestyles, but wake the fuck up. 
you know? But um, speaking of that, now this guy apparently is a legend. And I, I've heard his name in passing. This guy that's made the list. I've heard his name in passing, but I really never even like saw him you know, or paid attention to him until this year's NBA All-Star game because he rapped at halftime. His fucking DJ Khaled or Khalid, they're fucking who gives a shit. Like, you ever just, I, again, I say it all the time. I just look at people and I just don't like them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why is it that this fucking DJ, whatever the fuck his name is, did you ever notice? And, and I've seen this now. Like, 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 once you see him, you start seeing him everywhere. It's almost like when you buy a car. You know, if you buy a fucking uh, a Ford Bronco, all of a sudden you're going to start noticing Ford Broncos on the road all the time because you're now you're looking for it, you know. But like, I never really paid attention to who the fuck he was, and then when I I didn't like him at, at the at the All Star game, I started seeing him at like the sidelines at NBA games and like you know just dumb little shit where he was appearing, right? And every single time it's the same. Why does he have like the perma expression? He has a permanent expression on his face, like he just sharted. Like he gambled on a fart and lost, and now he's surprised that they're like he actually shit himself. That's exactly what the fuck he looks like. He looks like it's like a surprised look on his face all the time. It doesn't matter where he is. Like when he was rapping, he had it on his face. When he was on the sidelines, that he's got the look on his face. Like he literally just sharted himself. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's crazy, but it just makes him even more annoying, you know. But. I, all right, so I have, I, I do have this reel I want to play you because I can't, I can't abs- actually believe that this following thing has been duplicated, and it's, it's actually a fucking thing. You remember when I was telling you, and it, it, I keep on bringing up little baby because like it was, it was a reel of his that I played. When I was talking about lazy people, like when they talk, right, and like they, they will, they will take a one syllable word and they will shorten it. Like it's the laziest, not only the laziest thing, but like. They do it to be cool, but you look like a fucking dumbass. You know, you look like you're illiterate when you talk like this. And I and I played that one interview from from Little Baby, and he was like, "To be on it, talking about like to be honest, is that to be on it?" Actually, that's a thing. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, so so now the word honest is on it. Listen to this. Do you believe you're the hottest rapper out? She to be honest, oh, I don't really like. Yeah, you know, like, like, you feel me? No. He did it again. I mean, like, it's it's, it's not the same dude. So is, is that that's really the thing now? Like, we're, <laughs> to be and it, like, why do you think that sounds cool? Like, ser- seriously, like, do, like you don't know that you you sound. <laughs> Yeah, it's okay. I've been in your pool. I've been in your pool. I've been in your pool. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just I don't understand why 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 people want to do that, you know. But I, it's like I told you, technology, our fucking phones, the way that we would rather now, not me, but the way that like today's society would rather communicate via a device, as opposed to actually talking, you know. And like I told you, abbreviating text, abbreviating fucking, you know, phrases and shit like that. Like I said, we are heading backwards. We are going to start talking like cavemen. You know, not not to do a repeat, but I mean, like now I'm seeing more and more people like like. So so now, like universally, the word honest is not on it. Like, I, <laughs> I, I can't wrap my head around it, man. I, I, I really can't. It's like, 
no wonder we are just dumb as a goddamn nation. Because these these are people that like kids look up to. Hi, mom. I'm being on it. Anyway, before I get fucking pissed off. All right, another another follow up. Okay, and I I just don't understand. I I don't under, now I'm starting to believe that they do it on purpose. I've now seen the new Pennsylvania lottery commercial, and again my offer is still on the fucking table. Okay, hundred grand. I will I will totally rebrand you. And by the way, the, does the lottery even need to advertise? Seriously, like they got their cult of people who don't realize that the odds are overwhelmingly against them. You know, like to win the Powerball, that it's it's in the fucking millions. The chances it's like it's like forty seven million to one that you can win that thing. And the scratch offs are the same thing. I actually did a an experiment one time, um, and it was for one year. You know, just because I was doing well, I'll buy one thirty dollar lottery uh, scratch off a week for a year and i will see did i did i a hit anything big b lose money on the year c break even or d you know make money and i pretty much broke even because if you buy like one two or five dollar scratch offs you might as well burn the money like you're you're, like the the chances of you winning anything outside of five hundred dollars are in the millions you know, so you have if you want if you want to actually get a significant fucking prize like a million dollars or something like that, you get you got to get the twenty and thirty dollar one. So I did it. I did it for the entire year, and I broke even, roughly, you know, give or take fucking thirty bucks. But there's people out there that act that actually like well, it, it's like a monthly cost for them. Like they 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 think, you know, like <laughs> they actually believe that like it's not rigged against you, you know. And and so I don't I don't see the need for them to advertise, but they do. You know, I'm sitting here saying to myself, like these people come in there. Like I, t- I talked about this, I think before I started producing this show, like in the first five episodes, I talked about those people that go in, they got custom numbers, you know, uh, like give me 50, 50, give me one, four, three, two, uh, one, four, three, two box, one, four, three, two traffic. And then give me, and they go all on all this fucking shit. It's like they do homework on it and they still lose. So there's no real need for them to advertise, but when you do at least fucking do better. You know, I, I always, you know, you guys know how I feel about Gus. I want to make him a fucking road pizza like you wouldn't believe. As a matter of fact, if I see a groundhog, just any groundhog running across, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going after him. <laughs> anyway, he, so, the, you know, whenever he's in it, in, you know, in the commercial, it's already ruined. Okay. But. The, the last one I told you where he wasn't in it and, and they were running through a tough mutter. Like, who runs through a tough mutter playing a goddamn scratch-off game? It, the fact that somebody even came up with that idea, like I was telling you before, is just, it's beyond me. You know? And these people, the only reason why they have jobs is because they have a degree. I don't have a degree. You know? But I'm good at fucking marketing. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I have to write ads and I gotta do all that kind of stuff, like, I, I know what the fuck I'm doing. I know how to get a, you know an audience to you. You know what I'm saying? But I'll tell you, man, like they, they just get it. And like, I don't have a job like that because I don't have a degree. But these the, the degree doesn't mean dick in marketing. Okay. Creativity is what counts in marketing. And, there, and unfortunately, there's no degrees in creativity. You either have it or you don't. Okay. So now the next one. 
Gus now re-enters. He he wasn't in. He wasn't the star of the last one. He wasn't in it. But they, they you know, they, they, I guess they they figured, oh shit, we're well, running through the mud with a fucking lottery game ain't really the best idea. So what else you guys got? Now the next fucking commercial, they're in a fucking pool. I'm like, who makes this shit up? Why would you be in the in, in, in a chlorinated body of water, okay, and have a scratch off ticket in your hand? What if you drop it? What if somebody fucking splashes you? What, like, what, what, like, and even in the end, fucking Gus does a goddamn cannonball. Cannonball. <laughs> it's like, dude, what, what if I, I don't understand. Like, well, this, you know, next, now, now it's the summertime. Let's make a nice cool, like during the pool fucking thing. It's like, it's a fucking scratch off game. And of course, of course, okay. The humans in the fucking pool. Like they were shooting on like a like a water basketball net, right? And they're throwing up fucking bricks like it was a Mason's convention, right? And every time Gus shot, he was he was a fucking he was like Steph Curry, <laughs> he was lights out, you know. I'm like, dude, that would be that would, in my opinion, that's the most opportune time to fucking drown him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just grab him and dunk him until he doesn't move anymore. <laughs> Oh my god, keep on scratching. Fucking dick. But still, who comes up with an idea to, to first for a tough mutter and then in a pool with a goddamn scratch off game? I, I I don't understand it. Lottery, get at me. Hundred grand, I'll I'll turn I'll double your fucking call, okay? Okay, so we are just on time for the get off my lawn segment for the week, so here it is. What the hell is this? Okay, now, I've been, I should have done this years ago. This is on me. I, I slacked and, you know, and whatever. But in, in lieu of all the crazy shit that is going on nowadays, I decided to get this process going so I can, you know, get me a fucking gun and, you know, just be able to, like, because here's the thing especially in Philadelphia, but pretty much anywhere now, they have made it. So it's like, you can go kill somebody, okay? You can go shoot somebody. And especially in Philadelphia, Krasner will have you out of jail by the end of the weekend. So there's no accountability for it. There's no nothing, you know? And, and it's like, you know, people are going in. Like last night, there was a shooting on fucking South Street, you know? I forget how many people were involved, but like 13 people got shot. And this, and, and again... For the people who are like, you know, like every time there's a shooting, it's like, well, then d- d- take away the guns. That That's the dumbest fucking thing that you can possibly say. Because like I said last week, you know, responsible gun owners don't do this shit. Okay. It's the, like, ev- I will guarantee you that 95% of the murders that actually happen, probably even more than that, are by, by illegal gun owners. Okay. And again, I, I like, you know, all week, it's been all week now since, since this fucking Texas shooting that I talked about last week in the school. Okay, since that fucking happened, it, it, it's like every every fucking talking head you see, they're using it as a political fucking point, which is a goddamn disgrace. But but they offer no solutions. I gave you one last week. You know, instead of giving forty billion to Ukraine, give it to the fucking schools so they can have an armed guard and one point of entry, and you will never have another school shooting ever again. All right, and the way to, and the way to solve like the, like other fucking shootings, okay? Why don't instead of saying, "Oh, let's let's take the, let's take the guns away from the responsible gun owners so they can't protect their families and themselves and others," okay? 
like like instead of taking the fucking guns away, what you should do is put real penalties on the people who are illegal gun owners. Mandatory too. No, no there's no getting off. So if you have if, if you if you get pulled over, okay, or if you or if you're in a situation where you're you know you have to give your ID and shit to a cop, and and they and they search you and you have a gun that is not registered and not legally owned, twenty five years in prison. Mandatory. Mandatory. If you shoot somebody or kill somebody with an illegal gun, automatic mandatory life in prison. And then arm the schools, and you will see these shootings significantly drop. But the fact it's just like, you know, crime is through the fucking roof right now. Have you seen have you seen like these these things like like all over the country where like fucking you know 15 dudes will go will go into a fucking CVS or they'll go into a Target and they they just have a sack and they just start stealing shit and they walk right out the door and nothing happens to them? You know, it's like again, they want to take our guns away because they want they want us to have absolutely no more power. It's like give up give up your freedoms and give us more power. We'll take away your speech, we'll take away your guns. No. No, that's that's not the answer to anything, but they they want complete control of us. And and like I said last week, guns are our last layer of fucking defense. The reason why we're allowed to own AR15s and shit like that, it, it says it in the constitution. It's if the, if the government becomes tyrannical, and you have to overthrow the government. You have you have the appropriate weaponry to fucking to to uh, to protect yourself. So anyway, last night, okay, first time, I'm gonna take you through the experience. And I'll, if you know if there's gun owners out there that are like you know fucking crack shots, you know forgive me because this this is my very first time doing this. And you know you learn really quick that shooting a gun is not just point and shoot. There, there is a dude i was so humbled last night and in fact for my first experience <laughs> we probably picked the absolute worst night to go so i went with my buddy jay and, you know he's he's like on the same level as me like you know we just want to we just want to buy so we can carry buy a gun so we can carry but you dude i'm going to say this right now like it's going to be a while before i'm good with this you know now he, uh, uh, my, my buddy Jimmy, my, my, my thing was when I get a gun, I'm not just going to buy a gun and have it. You know, I want safety. You know, like I, I like safety is my number one thing. I, you know, like I was anal about it. You know, and my, and my, um, so I, I was like, dude, I, I want either one of my cop friends to, t- to teach me or, you know, just a, a, a friend who's a responsible gun owner to, to, to teach me. And, and uh, thankfully, this guy I met a few months ago through my buddy Jay, this dude Jimmy, who's fucking total aces. You know, he like you know, he let us use his gun and we, and he's a member at this uh this range in Philly. Um so we went last night, but unfortunately he didn't know that the the pistol range was closed on, on the weekends, right? So we we had to set up targets like in the rifle fucking range. And and dude, like I said, if you haven't been around it, like if, if you if you like go into a shooting range, right, and you hear these guns going off, it's like, like I, dude, I was fucking terrified. <laughs> you know, like I, I was terrified because these dudes had fucking like full on, you know, assault weapons. <laughs> you know, like these dudes were firing off fucking hand cannons, and, and like and like these like, like bazooka type guns, dude. Like these things were fucking loud as fucking, and, and like your body like vibrated when it went off. And there's people shooting all around, so it's, it's, it's constant. <laughs> you feel like you're in a goddamn battle zone, right? So, dude, 
my thing was too is like you know when you get a live gun it's one thing to like hold a gun like you know somebody lets you hold their gun but when you actually have it in an active shooting situation i i was fucking completely humbled and i was i was honestly i was terrified i, I really was and it really didn't help me the first fucking time okay all these dudes that had all these fucking like like these these fucking war grade weapons were were russian <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit concerned you know like what are you building an army for <laughs> you know what i'm saying so you're here like so i'm sitting here trying to learn about safety because like that was the number one thing for me you know like i like i said i i will not do this until i'm completely comfortable owning you know like using a gun and completely safe you know so while he's teaching it's like you, you have all these fucking gunshots going off <laughs> you know and you got these russians <laughs> like they're all speaking russian i'm like what are they fucking plotting over here okay so it was it was nerve-wracking you know and then again like i said it's not it's not just point and shoot man like there's trigger techniques there's grip pressure techniques that you that you just have to do by trial and error dude like we had the we had the target like fucking 10 yards away from us i would shoot five times and i was lucky if i hit it once and there's like a little dot that you can put onto the fucking target, but it's the it's the way you squeeze that trigger where it's going to go left, right, up, down, or sideways. And that's going to be something that I gotta, you know, I gotta work at, you know, because again, like I I I, I if somebody now that now that the fact that people are just running in anywhere and aimlessly shooting people, I at least want to give myself a fucking living chance, and and maybe and maybe some civilians around me to not get shot. I feel that it's it, you know. It's a civic duty, and it, and I, I also believe that, you know, I'll be protected. And, you know, because, again, it's so willy-nilly now. People will just go, like, why, why did somebody need to go to South Street last night and shoot 13 people that they didn't even know? Like, this pandemic, you know, and, and a lot of, and the, and the way that the world is going right now with, you know, with, with everybody's fucking financially stressed because, you know, this fucking inflation and gas and shit like that, people are fucking flipping out. And, and you know, and and the ones that have mental illnesses are going to shooting people. I don't want it. You know, it's better. I always say it's better to have a gun and not need it than need a gun and not have it. You know, so I'm. Uh, you know, this is going to be extensive. You know, ongoing learning journey for me. But I will say, I was fucking frightened. By the end of the night, I was comfortable. You know, because a lot of those Russians left, and we didn't have fucking you know heavy artillery going off every every two fucking seconds. You know. But here's the other fucking thing. Somebody fucked. Some guy shot himself. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> this place was like it, they pride themselves on on safety, according to my friend Jimmy. He's like, dude, they haven't had an incident like in, in 27 years. You know what I'm saying? This fucking guy, this nitwit fucking ass clown. And this is why I talk about safety, safety, dude. Before I even talk about this, like I, I was telling my friend Jimmy, dude, I was like fucking, you know, telling him how how important safety was to me and he like complimented me on he's like that that's exactly the way that you need to be and that's ex exactly what a responsible gun owner will do and he was and then when I, like the first couple times i went to go shoot that gun my, my hands were fucking shaking and i think the reason why was because you know like i know what that what you know what that piece is capable of and not only that i got i got russian being spoken in my ear i got fucking cannons going off i mean like it was it was nerve-wracking I felt like I was in Vietnam, <laughs> you know. Oh my God! So yeah. So anyway, this dude, fucking asshole. Like whenever the the number one rule my friend Jimmy was telling me about was when you know when you're at the table, you know, at the range, loaded or not, every weapon is pointing downrange. It should never point anywhere else 
and that, and that makes complete sense, you know, loaded or not. This dude had 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 the gun in his hand, and it was pointing to the ground, and somehow it went off, and he shot himself in the foot, like it it clipped his foot. There was like the, the, when the cops came, they had to mark off like the detective spots, like there was blood on the ground, and the fucking bullet ricocheted, hit one of his kids, and 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 hit and and and, and another person. First of all, dipshit, why are you bringing your eight-year-old son to a fucking gun range? That is entirely irresponsible. And two, why, why, why? Your kid is there. Why are you not like over-expressing like the safety measures? How did that gun point to the ground and go off? You could have injured a bunch of other people. My first time in a gun range. <laughs> God, my first, <laughs> my first time at a fucking gun range, and I'm like, and I'm like, fucking humbled and worried, you know, that that, that a Russian war is gonna break out right in front of my eyes, and 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 a fucking guy shoots himself and his kid. <laughs> Welcome to guns. <laughs> oh my God! But you know, the moral of the story is is just like you know, responsible gun owners do not do these fucking these these shootings and these crimes. All these, all these, that shooting last night in Philly, I, I will, I'm willing to bet my life it was an illegal gun. Because legal gun owners don't do this shit. Because legal gun owners actually go by the law, which is why they register their guns. You know, but yeah, I just figured I would, I would talk about that experience. And if anybody's out there, you know, like I do, I, I do know I have cop friends and shit like that, um, you know, that have any tips for me. Because I, I just seem to have an issue. Like I was, like I said, I was pointing it right at the target, but it's like the coil. You know, like, how do you, you know, keep that more steady to the point where it's going to actually go where you want it to go? Fascinating. I was fascinated by it, though. Like, that you can actually stand five yards away from a target and flat out miss. It's like in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> John, John Travolta's like, Marvin, why didn't you tell me someone? <laughs> like, this dude comes in and shoots a three fifty seven Magnum, right? At, at, right at Jules and fucking, uh, and, and, and I forget what the fuck his name was, Vincent Vega. And, he, and they shot six times. Right at him, and he missed. <laughs> and John Travolta's like, Marvin, did you want to inform us that there was somebody in the other room with a goddamn hand cannon? <laughs> but it's true, you know, the kick of the gun and all that kind of shit, man. You can really, you can really miss something that's like right in front of your face. So I got a lot, I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of practice and shit, and then speed and stuff like that. So anyway, my little gun tail. And you might be thinking, like, well, what, how, how is this a get off my lawn segment? And and really. It was a very long way to tell you about my first experience about uh, you know with guns, but the, it was really centered around the fucking father who 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 fucked up. Like I would feel like such a dumbass, you know, if if that were to actually happen. So that's why it was to get off my lawn segment. Plus, I said I didn't have one <laughs> picked out in the beginning of today, but uh, I figured that was a, a good way to uh, to talk about a fucking absolute fucking asshole bringing a fucking kid to a gun range and and actually letting a gun go off and actually letting the ricochet hit the fucking kid I, I couldn't fucking believe it but anyway <laughs> so it turns out that the, that, that, that the vast majority do not like I'm not I'm not saying I got messages about this again but I learned on a, on a certain page that a lot of people would not that their heads would pop off if they listened to this fucking show and heard me say beat your kids but I did find a new way of parenting for these people, and they, they were even against this. This is why, when I read in the comments on this thing, I'm about to read you something. And it's basically like an altercation 
that a 13-year-old boy had with his mother. Now, it, uh, apparently, he got he got a little bit of money, and he started fucking smelling himself. So he started, like, you know, giving lip to his fucking mother, you know, and, and saying all this shit, and he, he had demands and all this other shit just because he started making a, a few shekels. Right? So she had a system, which I said, if you're not going to beat your kids, this is, this is, this is you know, now since it's an isolated incident, but... This is a great way to fucking tell people who act exactly the way that he is. So let me get this on my phone. I'll read it to you. So I won't read you the article. I'm actually going to just read you the you know the meat and potatoes. So basically, the kid says, he's like, I'm not. I I, I will not. I demand to be treated like this. I demand to be treated like that. Right. So one. So the the like one morning, he came down to a note from his mother, and it said, Dear Aaron, since you seem to have forgotten you were only 13, and I am the parent and that you won't be controlled, I guess you will need to learn a lesson in independence. Also, as you threw in my face that you are making money now, it will be easier to buy back all the items I bought for you in the past. If you would like to, uh, if you would like your lamp, light bulbs, or access to the internet, you will need to pay your share of costs. Rent, $430 a month. Electricity, $116 a month. That's a pretty high number, but anyway. Um, internet, $21. Food, $150. Also, you will need to empty the trash Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as well as sweep and vacuum those days. You will need to keep your bathroom clean weekly, prepare your own meals, and clean up uh, after yourself. If you fail to do so, I will charge you a $30 maid fee for every day I have to do it. If you decide you would rather be my child again instead of a roommate, we can renegotiate terms. Love, Mom. Now... Here's here's the kicker, okay? I thought that was brilliant because I, I don't think she would have really done it. She was just basically saying, like, like just because you got a couple dollars does not independent you make. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But check this out. Let me just scroll through some of these comments. Um, okay. So this is a fucking novel this, this fucking woman wrote. But th- these, these, this is the basic... Uh, this is the basic... Um, copy that is on most of these fucking uh, uh, comments. What this really shows is a mother's lack of emotional support for her kids and a narcissistic view on what role her children play in her life. <laughs> yes, she is authority, but responding to a natural evolution of a 13-year-old's want for independence and flub in how to correctly vocalize their needs by treating them like a tenant isn't parenting. It's a lack thereof. And, and it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. You know, um, let's see. Yeah, okay. Mom doesn't have communication skills, so she uses this passive-aggressive practice to make her point, continuing not to properly communicate to her offspring. Like, dude, it was it was basically, you know, like, and it, let me see, there's, there's 238 comments. I would say probably 90% of them are, are, are like that. Like, it's so mean. I can't believe it. Because these are, these are the parents that are, like, teaching their kids to, to, to be offended about everything, and, and everything is about their fucking feelings. And, and all the fucking bullshit, you know? And then they grow up to be like these, like a fucking idiot. Is, is that what they grow up to be? People who leave comments like that. Beat your fucking kids. <laughs> but I'm saying, these people, if those people listened to this fucking show, they would, they would, go, they would go on CNN and try to fucking cancel me. <laughs> all she did was write a goddamn note, you know? And she was just teaching them, like she was putting the kid in his place. You see, we don't put kids in their place anymore. They're right. Everything you do is right. Everything you do is perfect. You know? And and you wonder why they come out so fucking entitled. You know? You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. 
oh my god, I just can't believe it. Like I can't believe like like the the kids are the parents. I, I just don't understand it. And the, and the and the parents actually fucking support it. You know? It's like, oh my god. <laughs> oh. Anyway, that's all I got for you guys this week and uh, I you know, gave you a couple a few extra minutes, not too many. But you know, I, it was it was fun as always, and um, you know, like I said, ten in a row. I, I hope that uh, I get more, I get one more done sooner or later, guys. I'm gonna have to take a week off, all right? I don't have the fucking stamina, and it's probably gonna be 115 degrees in here, probably for here on out. And right now, again, I'm sweating from places I, I didn't know even had sweat glands because it's fucking hot here. Like I said, it's it's not even hot outside, but it just gets hot up here. So. Uh, you need to get a hold of me, crodpodcast at gmail.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger, or you can text or call me if you have my number. The C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. Always, always, always good uh, spending my Sunday with you guys, and I always, again, appreciate the listenership. I, I Again, I, I, I'm always going to ask, you know, please try to share it with people who you think would actually like this show. Um, you know, like me and Jay were actually talking about that when I was at his house last weekend, we, and, you know, because we, you know, all my friends I talk about the podcast with, obviously. And uh, he, he was like, he's like, the fact that you don't have like 10,000 listeners by now is actually, is, is actually a fucking travesty. <laughs> You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with him. You know, because like I said, I, 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 uh, I completely believe in this podcast. So if you guys, you know, wouldn't mind, if you, you know, like I said, whether you do it on your social media page or just single people that you know, like, like singled out people that you know would love the show if you haven't already, um, you know, just, just share it with them, and that would be great. So hopefully we get to 11 uh, next week if it's not too hot or I don't have anything going on. But until then, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care.